abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Uh, you know, the Bible says that we having the same spirit of faith, having believed, we therefore speak. And Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three that we should say unto the mountain. And uh, so we'll get into that, but we're going to begin to say some things this year and move some things out of our life, move some things into our life. And, uh, but there has to be this moment where you release your faith for that first time. And uh, we do, we're going to do that today as a church family over the church, and you're going to do it over all that pertains unto you. Praise God. Uh, well, I just uh, I want to thank the, some of the ladies in my life, you know, that ministered so ably while I was gone. My wife uh, ministered a wonderful word last Sunday uh, that I'm going to preach again this morning. <laughs> Not because it needed to be re-preached, but to build upon it. Because I'm just convinced in my heart it is a word, a word from God for us in this season. And then my daughter challenged us on Wednesday night about uh, striving for a spirit of excellence in four categories. And uh, praise God, if you, didn't, if you weren't here Wednesday night and hadn't listened to that message, get on the podcast, get on the website, listen to it. Uh, so anyway, but uh, I wanted to just uh, uh, go over some things uh, just quickly about last year. We all know from a worldly perspective that 2022 was a challenging year financially, economically for the nation and really the world. We've had uh, out-of-control uh, inflation for more than a year. And if you've been to the grocery store, you know that, right? And uh, different things. And uh, so, but I, I never let go of my faith uh, about what we could have here in the church. And my mind, it wanted to work on my mind because in 2021... God broke, I mean, records in this church in every category. I mean, it blew it out. And I thought, I, Father, how are you going to top that next year, in, and especially in a bad economy? And, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know if you can begin to go ahead and put those slides up. But, uh, you know, in 2022, over 2021, we're just pleased to report that total revenues came in uh, just shy of 10% increase over what we had in 2021, which was a record-breaking year. And uh, I guess they're working on that for me. But uh, uh, so anyway, uh, if, and then that's revenue from every source. That's daycare, that's, that's outside offerings, and just different things that, uh, that, that come in. Are we going to be able to get that, guys, girls, Josh, somebody? All right. And, uh, but even just if you account just tithes and offerings alone, we had an 8% increase. And so, to me, that is just a testimony of, number one, God's faithfulness. But number two, it testifies of this congregation's revelation of the Word. That you all faced all those pressures, all of those things, and you didn't back off your tithe. You didn't back off your giving, uh, not, not as a body as a whole. And we give God all the glory, but I wanted to say publicly, I understand that that is a testimony of the commitment and the, the depth of the root of the Word of God. Uh, your commitment to God to tithe and to sow offerings as you are led. And I wanted to say for 2022, thank you for being who you are, WHC. Amen. And it's for your benefit. It's how, you know, by putting God first... And by staying with our tithe and our offering, uh, that is that is why we're that's why God sustains us. It's it's why He is a, is uh, able to uh, keep things that happen to other people 
from happening to us. And uh, I just wanted to uh, rejoice about that. I'm going to just stop and maybe see. We're not going to have it? or Okay. Well, that's not their fault in the booth. You know, they just, you know, sometimes text, text. So I'm not pointing at them, but in my mind, I'm just waiting, waiting, and maybe I'll just, I'll just go on. So, but uh, anyway, we're just uh, so, so excited about, about that. There's some figures of 2022. The staff, we've just been so busy getting contribution reports out, end-of-year reports out that I'm not able to, uh, to say. But I know that our building uh, loan dropped down well. It's under a million now. And uh, so our, our current balance, as it was given to me, was 987000 And it's on the saying list. I'm believing God for a miracle. That God is going to use us. God is going to send somebody along. Amen. Who needs a big tax deduction. Amen. Or just wants to sow a big seed. And to sow that, uh, to sow that uh, into uh, the ministry and get that debt paid off. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Help them, Jesus. Um, so anyway, we got a lot of different projects done in 2022. Um, we were able to underwrite uh, for the 2022 Dufresne Ministry Miracle Crusade, 95% of the cost of that, we gave it. So listen, that's a big seed. It was 23000 $400 that we sowed to cover all the airline, all the expenses, all the food, everything related to them putting on that crusade. And that's your seed. I said, that's your seed. And uh, think about all the fruit, all the miracles, all the preachers that were helped, all the people that were encouraged. That's abounding to your account. And uh, another thing I know is up there, uh, I don't have the slides right now to help me, but uh, we were able, oh, we're getting something, praise the Lord. Hey, we just endure. We just have faith and patience in, in Mark. We all have faith and patience with Mark, don't we? <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, he does appreciate that. Amen. And uh, so, yeah, there you could see we had a 9.5% increase year over year in all revenue. And on the Chris Cody ministry side, we saw a contribution increase of 11%. Uh, in 2022 as well. So you can maybe advance to the next slide. And uh, so, yeah, that's the number I was, uh, I was wanting to show you. Last year, we gave, we gave $155,000 outside of our own benefit to bless our spiritual parents, to bless orphans in India, uh, to honor preachers in their ministry to us, to the poor, to the needy, to the community kitchen. I mean, we just, we gave uh, as a church. And, huh? So benevolence is not included in that figure, so we gave more than that. And the miracle crusade, and uh, so we are a giving church. Amen. We are a giving church, and we're going to continue to be an even greater blessing uh, in 20. 23. And it's why God does for our church what He does. Say, I can't believe you gave all that money away, Pastor. You, well, I want to be an example in tithing. I want to be an example. You know, I had God come into my room in a hotel room in Mexico City like I have never had the Shekinah glory of God come in. And He came in to rebuke me because in that season of my life, because of pressure, 
and Dr. Dufresne had gone home to be with the Lord, I'd like to put the pause button on giving 10%. And he came into my room and rebuked me for that. And uh, so... Y'all just, if anyone doesn't like it, I'm sorry. I'm going to be, I, I, gotta, I don't want him coming back into my room like that. <laughs> he can come back in my room to bless me, but I don't want him to rebuke me like that. And, uh, but you know, our, the name of our church is World Harvest. It's not us harvest. It's World Harvest. And uh, so anyway, uh, just excited, just excited about that. So advance on to the next one. Let's see what else we got. Uh, praise God. So these are some things just to cast some vision for what uh, we want to do, what I, I know in my heart is right, that we are to believe God for as a church uh, going forward. And on the Chris Cody ministry side, um, I am believing for 80 partners, 80 partners that, that on average, if you average out what 80 partners give a month, that it would be a $50 average. And that would give me a $40,000 base. I get a regular income coming in so that I know, like I'm going to Mexico City in early February on a mission trip with Dr. Jacobs. Well, that I don't have to, I'm not going to anyway. God will cause the money to come. But I know that I've got a stream of partnership and support. And then I can say yes to that and buy my ticket and reserve my hotel room because I pay my way, you know, to get down there. And uh, or to, like I was just at a conference that I needed to go to to be around my spiritual parents and to be refreshed myself. Well, the church doesn't have to underwrite that. Chris Cody Ministries pay for, pays for that. And, uh, but I, I'm printing books and I give out of that and I buy equipment and uh, you know, I tithe out of that account to Pastor Nancy to be a blessing to her. So you know, anyway, but I'm believing for a minimum. We had about 40, under 45,000, right around 45,000 come uh, total in 2022. I, I, because I know of what I've scheduled and what I have coming up, I need more than that. So I'm claiming 75,000. So we'll have a base of 80 partners, but other offerings and different things, uh, book sales, 75,000. So you can believe with me. Now, on, I asked the staff to put a partnership card on every other chair. So there should be one, a partner card, uh, in or around your chair. And I know that several, several of you are already partners with me. How many of you are partners with me in my traveling ministry? Wow, look at that. And uh, for all of you that raised your hand, I'm asking you to fill out a fresh card so that I know that you've checked your heart and you want to support Chris Cody Ministries again in 2023 and put down your amount, whatever it is you're believing to be able to sow. Okay? So existing partners, we're asking you to renew your commitment. And then how about, how about some new partners? Amen. And so I, always give, I already give to this church. I know you do, but you know, I, I wasn't asking for it, but I have a call on my life outside this church that I have to fulfill. Because I'm not going to let the devil get in and get me sick. And I'm, gonna, I'm moving forward. And, uh, and many of you have had it on your heart to be a part of that. And whether it's mission trips, teaching at Bible schools, going to help. Like uh, uh, coming up, I have a meeting for a pastor that I know. It's precious. Pastor Sonny Flock. And they're building a building. We know what that's like. He said, Pastor, I know you, you would sacrifice, but would you come and minister that anointing of prosperity on your life and talk to my congregation about building buildings. Well, I'm going to that. I need to go to that. So 
I'm excited and honored to be going to that. Well, um, you're helping me uh, to, to extend the reach. And all I, I'm not trying to get away from you or anybody. I'm just trying to obey God. That's, that's it. And uh, so anyway, but if you have that, if you're watching, if you're listening, like some of you, you said, I listen to you every day. You could become a partner and no pressure. I probably won't talk about this maybe one time all year, but I'm just in faith, believe in God. And uh, how many of you read my new book? You know who paid for that to become in print? My partners did. Me and my partners. And we're so grateful. So anyway, believe in God for that. Now, on the church side, just some things. Or let's see. Uh, I don't know if they get that back up. Okay. What's next? Yeah. Um, this is something. Uh, I'll make this available to you. But uh, something additional. I just, I just asked Andy to add that. I am believing God for him to order my steps and open doors uh, for, the travel, for the traveling part of my ministry. I don't advertise. I don't promote. I'm not calling pastors asking them. i got plenty to do. Pastor and you guys. Amen. But I want him to open doors. And so you could believe with me for that also. Okay, next slide. <clears throat> Hallelujah. What do we got next? Oh, you're fine. Now, well, I don't know if they skipped anything. I am going to cover the church side. So, things that we're believing God for, for World Harvest Church. Miss um, Jennifer did an annual review, and I know exactly what it takes minimum to meet our budget weekly. Amen? And it's 14000 something. That's to pay all the, the mortgage, the insurance, the bills, uh, you know, all the utilities, the payroll, everything. It's about 14000 a week to pay that. That sounds like a big number, but it's really not for us, all of us together. But I don't want to live on the minimum. We want to live on the top of the barrel, not the bottom of the barrel. So I talked to God, and I actually, you don't have to believe me, but you go to hell for lying. I was praying in my hotel room, and I, I asked Dr. Jacobs to judge this. I've never really had an experience exactly like this. I believe in angels. I work with, the angels work with me. But I, I had a sense. I didn't see anything, but by the word of knowledge, I knew an angel came right. I just immediately started just to pray, and right there, this angel was there. And uh, I said, well, I know because I've been taught well, Father. I'm just by faith. What has this angel been sent forth to do? And this is what he, he told me inside. I didn't hear a voice, but down in my spirit, I heard the Lord say, He's come for the 17. And I said the 17. Well, I had been talking to the Lord about what to believe God for, for the weekly budget. And I had peace about 17. And God sent an angel in there, and I've already released him. And he's going to work. So we're not, we're not praying 15 anymore. We're not claiming 15 anymore. We're claiming, this is something else God instructed me. Let's not limit God to 17. No, when 18 comes in, we know what to do with 18. Amen. And uh, we got projects and equipment to buy and people to bless and all that kind of stuff. So uh, uh, anyway, so that angel is already working on the 17. But we're going to, today, that's part of what we're releasing God for, 17,000 a week. Or what we really want is God's highest flow. That's the phrase. God, we're believing you for the highest flow possible in our weekly finances at our church, but not less than 17. And if you need to go back and listen to that phrase to incorporate it in your prayer life, but don't say 15 anymore. Say, Father, we're believing you for the highest. Let's say this out loud. Father, we're believing you for the highest flow of finances 
into our church, but not less than 17 every week. Amen? Amen. Now, I started adding up things that God has put in our heart to do that are special projects. Just the stuff we want to do in the auditorium to get ready for a better presentation in here and for, uh, to get our uh, services out on, in the region on television. We could drop 250000 on that so easy to do an excellent LED wall and upgrade our backdrop to get all the light, lighting array that needs to be done, acoustic stuff on the back walls. That's, I don't even know if that touches cameras yet. That's, that's a lot. Amen. But then here's some other things. Uh, so you can see that uh, we have already begun or about to begin this next week, the construction on our family bathroom. So we're calling that done, believing God for that. And I don't know if it'll be in the order, but uh, I've also, it's time to replace the carpet in the youth room. About a, maybe a five, uh, seven, eight thousand dollar project. When we get that done, the, the youth said, uh-huh, yes, time to, time to do it. And uh, uh, our church needs new windows. Uh, we were glad to move in with cheap windows because the budget was so tight. But if you look across the front of our building, they're all fogged up. That's because the seals have failed. And it's going to be about $50,000 to replace and get all new high-quality windows. And so we're believing for that. I want to do some minor things to upgrade our front landscaping, make it even nicer. And uh, so those are just some. We also want to host. We get to host the 2023 Miracle Crusade again. And I don't know about you, but I'd love to pay for not 90. I'd love to pay for the whole thing. Amen. And But these are things God is going to have to do. God is going to have to do. But you know what? If we'll believe Him and say it, He's more than able. He's more than able. Amen. Now, just some other things that are on my heart, not necessarily projects or money. Uh, you know Jesus is coming soon. And I want to challenge each and every one of you to win someone to the Lord immediately. I'm not, you know, I thought about, okay, win one person to the Lord all year. Guys, that's, that's not going to cut it. And most people don't do that anyway. We need to believe God for a soul that you would win. You got people that you know, that you work with, that you go to school with. They don't know the Lord. They're going to go, they're going to bust hell wide open if they don't accept Jesus. And we need to open up our mouth. We need to seek opportunities to be a witness to our neighbors in our community. And I'm saying immediately, like, like immediately. Get out there and win a soul. And then bring them to church. You catch the fish, I'll clean the fish. As a pastor, that's my job. You can't, you can't clean them until you catch them. So go catch them and bring them here and I'll clean them. And we'll all help and we'll make disciples out of it. That is the mandate on the church. Every church. Jesus said, go into all the world. Preach the gospel unto every creature. Make disciples. Not converts. Not get people to sign a card. But make disciples. And I, that's one of our visions is to focus on discipleship. Amen. You determined to be a, a disciplined follower of Jesus Christ this year. Amen, but we can all help. Another thing's in my heart is we need to elevate prayer. I mean, elevate it. I mean, are we praying this afternoon? Is that on the schedule? Pray it forward. Amen. And uh, prayer is the fuel this ministry runs on. And prayer is the fuel your life runs on. And a lot of you are running on empty. Amen. And then we need to invite and bring people to church. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. And then I've got a private thing that I'm praying about. I really, I just don't know what, to what degree. I already committed uh, to a $5,000 offering. But, you know, Pastor Nancy is called to the whole body of Christ. And, you know, for me to fly commercial to California, even when everything goes right, is an exhausting 12-hour day. But, you know, if Pastor Nancy had her own aircraft, she could get here without any heartache, any stress, in about five and a half hours. Amen? And when you, when you could do that directly, but if you had to do commercial and take you two, three extra days with all the logistics, her schedule will get to the place where it will be hard to get to a city or location like this one. She needs her own aircraft. It's not about highfalutin. It's a tool. It's a piece of equipment. And uh, I've already, we're sending Tuesday. I'm having Jennifer send 5000 for that. But I'm open to sowing a lot more than that. So you might pray, maybe you want to be a part of that. I know people get weird about jets and preachers, but I'm telling you, God gave us this building. He gave me this building because a pastor needs a, a building. It's a tool. And that's what an airplane is for a traveling minister. It's a prayer room in the sky. You know? Think about her trying to meditate and she got some ungodly antichrist spirit person sitting next to her on the plane. I don't, we don't need that. Amen? And uh, so anyway, glory to God. All right, and then I, I put this confession together and we're going to, uh, maybe every, not every service, but uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to begin, because we've got to say it, right? And so you could just read this. Let's make this confession together as we get, I'm going to preach to you for a few minutes here. Ready? One, two, three. Since we know we can have what we say when we believe, we say that 2023 is our year to move forward. We forget those things that are behind, and today we press for those things that are before. We press toward the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Me, my family, this church, we reach for all God has. All that we have set our faith on in 2023 is surely coming to pass. We are possessing our promised land of blessing spiritually, physically, and financially in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Did I say everything I planned to say? You think on that? Anyway, let's turn in our Bibles this morning. And I'm looking at the clock. We're not going to keep you unduly here. Uh, praise God. Turning your Bibles to Philippians in the third chapter. Philippians chapter 3. Since about November, off and on, just at different times, I began to talk to God, as I always do, about the next year. And any emphasis anything prophetically that God might uh, want to say, uh, anything that He would, uh, you know, a lot of times He'll give us a phrase. He does that for the body of Christ. You know, the prophets will speak. Like Dr. Savell, he said that God told him that 2023 is the year of the maximum. Maximum results possible. Well, we're kind of believing for the highest flow. And uh, Pastor Nancy got a word that was just exactly in harmony with my, what my wife said. What, how did she say it? Growth, growth and development. A year of growth and development. And uh, anyway, as I sought God, you know, God talks to me and all that personally, but I was drawing a blank. I'll just be honest with you. I, God wasn't giving me anything. 
And then New Year's Eve, my wife comes out of her prayer closet with a word from God. And, and I know that she said God was speaking to her, but as I talked to God about it, I just very, it's the word. I didn't get it this year, she got it. Thinking people might, I don't know what that means. That says something to me, but anyway. <laughs> Praise God. And I, don't, I know you shared this, honey, with the uh, prayer team on Thursday, but I'm going to go ahead and read this. You said that uh, this word came to you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. He knows my right. He knows my left. He knows my forward. He knows my back. He's in the know of which way to go. 2023 is a year of growth for me. Growth and progress in every area of life. And then whether it was then or another instant, God dealt with you about moving forward. And that just rang out in my heart that if you needed something to latch on to, something the Spirit of God was saying, that it's the year for you and I to move forward. You say, well, Pastor Chris, I mean, 2022 for me was a banner year. It's gone. It's gone. It is, it is just as important to think rightly about past victories as it is to think rightly about your past failures. The past is gone. You know, I came from a very small town, not far from a big town, but a small town, small community. And it was always sad to me to see 35 and 40 year olds still hanging around the high school football practice, not because they were just interested in the game, but and still wearing their high school letter jacket, talking about how they were the captain of the football team back in the day. Well, we're glad for you that that was a fond memory, but get over it. Too many of us are, too many people, human beings live in the past. They're fixated with the past. Past failures, past disappointments, past, uh, past victories, past triumphs. And listen, we thank God for all the lessons learned. We thank God for all the fruit. If there's been fruit, there should be fruit. I know in my life there's been fruit that's been produced, but it's gone. I can't go back and relive it. I'm not going to sit around and watch home videos, you know, three day, and cry wishing for yesteryear. It's gone. The Bible says, behold, God says, behold, I, am, I will do a new thing. God wants to do a new thing. He wants to do a new thing in you. He wants to do a new thing for you. And He wants to do a new thing through you in 2023. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I've got my face set like flint. I'm moving forward. I am moving forward. I'm not done. I'm not done. Are you done? If you were done, I'd use my faith and get out of here. I'd go to heaven if you're done. But I'm not done. And you're not done. Amen. Let's read this. I'm going to read it from the Amplify and just save some time here. And uh, let's pick it up in, uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and read this whole passage in verse, starting in verse 10. In the Amplified, Paul said, for my determined purpose. See, he, he had determined what his purpose was is that I might know Him. He didn't say, my determined purpose is that I might have a big ministry. 
Amen. Or that God would work miracles through my hand. And he did. Amen. But he said, my determined purpose is that I may know him. That I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. And that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection which it exerts over believers. He said, I want to know him first, but number two, I want to experience his power in my life. And that I might so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death, in the hope that if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. Amen. Not that I have now attained this ideal, or have already been made perfect. You know, if Paul wasn't perfect at the time of this writing, you're not perfect at the time of this hearing. We have not attained it. Not attained at all. Amen. But look at what he says. He said, but I press on. I press on. Everyone say, I press on. Amen. I press on. Glory to God. To lay hold of. To grasp and make my own. That for which Christ Jesus the Messiah has laid hold of me. See, I know Jesus has laid hold of me. He laid hold of my life. He saved me. He bought me and I belong to him. And he put a call on my life, an anointing on my life, an assignment on my life. And now my job is to go out and lay hold of that. Lay hold of that which he laid hold of me. Because it would please him for me to run my race and to fulfill my purpose on this earth. And that's true for you. I said, that's true for you. And it's really the only thing on this planet worth living for is the plan of God. Amen. I mean, I feel sorry for everyone who's getting up and working a job they don't like to try to get to Friday where they can have a few days off and have a little bit of fun and then go back and do it all over again. God's called us to a higher life than that. Yeah, we're called to work, but we're called to bear fruit. We're called to be in a call. We're called to, to walk in a grace. Amen? Not run the world's rat race. Yeah. I refuse to do that. Amen. A lot of times I have to find out what day it is. Now, when I was working for Enterprise Rent-A-Car, you didn't, I knew what day it was. And I would get depressed Sunday afternoon as I saw the sun begin to set because I knew I had to go back to that place in the morning. You know that sense of dread you have? I'm not saying quit your job if you have that dread. Amen. But I'm saying seek God. Because that's, if you dread getting up every day and doing what you do, I'm telling you, you're out of the will of God. God has something fulfilling. Amen. So they have to tell me. I, you know, I don't care. I'm getting up every day excited. Because I'm pursuing God's plan for my life. And God wants that for you too. I'm not special in that. God has that same flow for all of us. Amen. But now closely follow me in verse 13. Notice what it says. I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and made it my own yet, but one thing I do. In the other translation, he basically says, I have not apprehended except one thing. In other words, he's saying, I've still got a lot of progress to make, but I got one thing figured out. There is one thing I do with skill. There is one thing I've got down. What is it? Forgetting. 
those things that are behind and pressing on. Amplified says straining forward. Straining forward to what lies ahead. Amen. Get it. Get that. He didn't say, I'm really good at forgetting the bad stuff. He just said, if it's past, it's behind me. Smith Wigglesworth was famous, famous for saying many wonderful things. And one of the things that he said to ministers, he said, no matter what happened in the pulpit, when that service was over, he forgot it. It was done. If God needed to say you shouldn't have said that or he'd make the correction, but he didn't go back and get mental over how God used him in the spirit. You know, when, you're in, when I'm under the anointing, I'll say and do stuff, and then I get out from under the anointing, and I go, oh my God, did I say that? And then you want, and the devil wants to jump on that and have you spend all afternoon lamenting over how sister so-and-so is processing that and, and how sister, you know, Mr. Touchy is handling that and, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said it that way. Wigglesworth said, I just leave it. If there's something for me to repent over, God will deal with me. But if not, I'm, I'm moving on to the next ministry moment. Amen. Praise God. We got today, and we're moving into tomorrow. And that's what we need to be thinking about. That's it. That's what we need to be thinking about. Hallelujah. So he said, I strain forward. I forget what lies behind, and I strain forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal. Notice Paul had a goal. Amen. Other translation, King James, New King James says, I think, says the mark. The mark. And uh, so there must be a mark. There must be a goal. There must be a vision. And we've been encouraging you for a number of weeks to articulate some things to bring to this service that is your target, that is your vision. Amen? What did you say? You said last week that you, you'll never reach a goal that you don't... Yeah, you'll never arrive at something you don't move toward. But you've got to define the destination. I pull up my boarding pass. I'm looking. It better say San Diego. If, it doesn't, if, they, don't, if they don't get on the intercom before they close the door and say, flight to San Diego, then I'm not, I'm not on the right... I'm, not, I'm going somewhere, but I'm not going to the right place. I don't want to be that guy. Amen? You have to have an aim. You have to have a target. And the best way to, to do that is don't come up with one out of your head. But pay the price. Talk to God. Talk to God. Wait on God. Father, what is it? What is my focus? What is my aim? What is it you want me to reach for? What am I moving forward toward? Amen? What am I pressing to? And you write that down and you keep it in view. Amen. Something else I'd like you to notice. Uh, first of all, he said, obviously, my wife dealt with this, is you have to let go of yesterday. 
You know, if you'll just let the past be in the past, you'll be a happier person. And how do I do that? Well, when the past wants to come up and occupy mental space, you have to take that thought captive and cast it down. And when the accusations of the enemy come, you have to say, no, I recognize that. I recognize that. That's under the blood. God's forgotten it. I've been told to forget it. I'm not rehearsing it. I take authority over that thought in Jesus' name and set your mind on going forward and moving forward. I'm not sure if my wife made this uh, comment or not, but I, even if she did, I'm going to repeat it. Pastor Nancy said about your past, your past is worthy of one thing, forgetting. You don't owe your past anything but to forget it. And then in California, Dr. Richard Roberts, he made this statement. The only thing you can do with your past is give it to God. And the Bible tells us in Isaiah what he does with it. He casts it into a sea of forgetfulness. So if God is interested in forgive, forgetting your past, He doesn't just forgive, He forgets it. Then you need to forget it as well. What people have done, forgive them. If you don't forgive people, you're going to live tormented. According to Matthew chapter 10. People have done things to me. They're going to do things to me. I forgive them in advance. Before I get there, before I get to that place where you irritate the fire out of me, I've already forgiven you. Amen? Amen. God and we in this church do not have time for you to wallow and worry about your yesterdays. Make a fresh decision to set your hand to the plow. Now, I was meditating and running my references today and I came across this scripture and the Lord just really said, that's, that's it. You just write it down. In Luke 9, 62, Jesus said, He that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Now, Brianna, I don't know about you, but that sounded serious for me. You're not fit to wear the Jesus jersey. If you take a moment, you, you set your hand to the plow of God's call in your life, and then you start looking back. New believers, if you're new in your walk with God, this is, this is an intense time for you because you have recent associations with worldly friends. Maybe when, when I was new, you know, I came out of that frat party, newly dedicated to God, but everyone in my black book was sinful. Everyone in my social world, except I hadn't met her yet, amen, was ungodly. I had to separate from them. Amen? So if you're new in your walk with God, and you made a commitment to Him, and you made Jesus your Lord, you put your hand to the plow, don't you look back. Don't go back and long, oh, if I could smoke a cigarette. Get, stop looking back. Oh, if I could just go to the dance club one more time. Stop that. You're a new person. You're in the kingdom of God now. Embrace a new way of living. I didn't say it. Jesus said, if you commit to him, and then you look with longing back to your old life, you're not fit. You're not fit for the kingdom. That just tells me, 
I've got my hand to the plow. And bless God, I'm going to plow the road in 2023. Amen. Amen. Something else I want you to notice out of this passage is, number one, he forgot. He dealt with what was yesterday. But then number two, he said, I press. Though I don't know about you, but the word press, it, it speaks of intensity. See, a lot of people, maybe you've dealt with your past. But a lot of people, they're still not moving forward. You can deal with your past and then just in comfort, in ease, in laziness, in, in mindlessness, just be going around the weekly, monthly routine. And when we get to 2024, you'll still be on that merry-go-round. Treading water. Treading water is... Staying alive, but it's not swimming. Amen? If you want to go somewhere in the water, you've got to take a different posture than just floating on your back and treading water. Christian, don't tread water. Don't sit content. Move forward. Move your prayer life forward. Move your worship and praise life forward. Push your family forward. As much as it is within you. Amen. Praise God. It's not for this service, but we're going to have to deal with, maybe I'm going to deal with that in mentoring this time, but we're going to have to hit this issue of purity and sexual purity and mind purity head on, or we're not going to have a revival. you got to push forward into purity. And wrestle yourself free. From the entanglements of lust and pornography and wrong thinking. God loves you and wants you free. He's not mad at you. Amen. But how about your finances? You've got to press forward. Don't just be content having to scrape and buy. Stay in current. Well, I don't have anything in collections. That's great. Amen. But if, that, if you just stay right there, you're probably not going to be the one God uses to buy TV cameras for this ministry. Anybody want to buy TV cameras for this ministry that are about $15,000 a piece? I guess not. Father, you're just going to have to deal with it. As long as I've been your pastor, small thinking. Come on, guys. Think big. Come on, we got to. I got more work to do as pastor. Praise God. That's all right. You know, that's just God's not acceptable with that. He's not happy about that reaction. Could you see yourself? Would you have it in your heart, Pastor? I know. I see those windows. They need to be at fifty thousand. I don't want to steal anybody's blessing, but God has blessed me. My hands are anointed. I got prosperity. Is there anybody in the house that wants to do that? Yeah. I'm not saying you're committing to it. <laughs> You'll never do anything like that if it doesn't first, first come into your heart. And a lot of times big things can't get into our heart because of this. Right here. And that's okay as long as you recognize I got a problem up here. And I'm going to work on my thinking. 
Pastor Chris, make a mental note. Preach on enlargement and big thinking. Praise God. It just was a not a very good reaction there. Hallelujah. All right, I got, we got to finish up. We've got to release our faith here. The word press, I looked it up. It means to move rapidly. To move rapidly and decisively toward an objective. It means to pursue and to follow after. It means to put in rapid motion and to eagerly endeavor to press forward. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm just, thank you, honey, for hearing from God on that. I'm moving forward in 2023. Okay, very quickly, get your saying list out. Let me get mine. All right, I got things I'm believing God for for the church, things I'm believing God for for Chris Cody Ministries, my needs, my obligations personally, and my dreams and my desires. Praise God. Now, visitors, guess if you, you obviously don't have one of those, that's okay. Uh, we have templates that you could, they're on the back table there where the ushers are. We could get you one. And uh, there's nothing magical about this. It's just, you know, the Bible says write the vision. All right, well, very quickly here. Where did I tell you to go? Mark? No, I didn't. Okay, Mark. We're going to look at a, just a couple scriptures here because faith cometh by hearing. So, Mark chapter 11. I'm going to give you the cliff notes very quickly. Synopsis of praying the prayer of petition or praying the prayer of faith. For everything on your saying list, you should have a scripture. A scripture from the Bible that promises you, that tells you from the word, this is why I can have confidence to expect God to do this for me. So if you're believing for healing, you should have some healing scriptures. Amen. You're believing for, uh, to get delivered from some bad habits, you should have some of those scriptures there. Amen. If it's financially related, something like that, you should have those scriptures there. Well, Pastor, I, I really don't know what scriptures to get. Get in the Word. Let God lead you. Get in the bookstore and uh, do some study. Amen. But, uh, and then, so number one, you should have scripture. Prayer, a prayer life that is successful and fruitful is based on the word, the word of God. Number two, meditate on those scriptures. Feed those promises into your heart and mind. Faith comes by hearing. You have to plant the seed of the word into the soil of your heart. Amen. Through the course of your daily life, as we walk out this year, feed regularly on these scriptures. Then, now based on those scriptures, like Mark eleven twenty four, 24, Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. That covers a lot of ground right there. You could use that scripture over and over and over again. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray... Believe. We're about to pray. You should be prepared to release your faith. Not just echo some words, but engage your heart when we're about to pray. And release your faith. It didn't say when it comes in, believe. It didn't say when things start looking better in the natural, believe. 
He said, when you pray, believe. Believe what? Believe that you receive them. That word receive means believe that it becomes yours. The Amplified says believe that it is granted to you. Amen. Literally, the word there is lambano, and it means to take it or to seize it. So when we pray, I'm releasing my faith. I just took hold of new windows for the church. I just took hold of the, new, of the money for my new bathroom, my remodel. Amen. And everything on there. Amen. And so we're going to lay claim to it, and then we're going to release our faith for the first time. Last scripture. Go over to Romans chapter 4. After we release our faith today, we're not done. You're going to take this home, put it in your Bible, and you're going to, it's called a saying list, not a said list. <laughs> saying list. Everyone say saying. Romans chapter 4. We are authorized, like God did, to call those things that be not. In the natural, they be not. But we call them as though they were. Amen. We're releasing faith right now, but then you, from now on, you call yourself, I'm healed. I'm healed. Amen. And we get up and we call these debts paid in full. That's the phrase I use. Father, I thank you. January 15th with my church family, I released my faith. And now I call my house paid in full. I call my ranger, my tractor, paid in full. And you just get up every day and I call. I call it. I speak to it. I call it. Not what it is, but you call that which be not as though they were. Let's read that scripture. Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I have made thee, God said, the father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand up on our feet with our saying list in hand. Glory to God. Just believe in the Lord to lead me here. Now, at first here, I'm going to pray, and you just let your heart agree, and then we'll all get our mouth involved. Y'all with me? Now, I know the service is about over, and you're thinking about lunch, and how can I be the first one to the parking lot? Stop that. Stay here with me. This is the most important part of what we're doing right now today, the whole thing. Amen. Father, as, no, you just agree with me and then I'll get you involved in a minute. Just a prayer of agreement. Father, in the name of Jesus, as covenant children, we remind ourselves that Jesus purchased a place for us in your kingdom that we are sitting with Him in heavenly places at the Father's right hand. That we, according to Romans 8, I think it's verse 16, we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Father, Your Word says in Mark 11, what things soever we desire when we pray, believe you receive it and you shall have it. Now hold up your sheet. Father... In the name of Jesus, we hold this before you. We have taken time. They're not verbalizing it, Father, but they took the time. They've articulated some things with the church to set themselves in agreement with. We'll deal with the church first. Father, 
as we hold up these things before you, I ask you humbly, Father, on behalf of the whole church, and they agree, we ask you, Father, for $1.75 million in total revenue to flow into this ministry this year. We claim it in the name of Jesus. Satan, take your hand off God's money. You loose it and let it go in Jesus' name. Angels, you who are assigned to this church's finances, go forth and cause the revenue, the contributions, the business deals, the money to come in Jesus' name. Father, concerning weekly finances, we claim the highest flow, the highest flow into our church's finances, but not less than $17,000 a week to flow into this ministry to our general fund to pay bills and to advance projects and be a blessing to people. Now, Father, we don't have time to articulate it all, but these projects, these projects and goals, we ask you for the grace, the anointing, the power to cause them all to come to pass to come to pass. And we ask for it in the name of Jesus. And now we say and congregation say, I believe, I believe that I receive, that I receive with, my pastors, with my pastors, with my brothers and sisters, all that we have asked for, all that's on this sheet. We ask it in the name of Jesus. And we believe we receive it. We take it. It's done. It's ours now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Father, I ask you, I ask you all the family needs and desires and obligations and debts and dreams that are listed here on these sheets of paper. Let's unitedly say, say, Father, we ask you for all that we've articulated all the vision that we have written down, our obligations, our bills, our debts, our dreams, our desires. We ask that it all be done for us in 2023. In Jesus' name, we believe right now. We take it. We receive it. We hear you say, your desire is granted. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for it all being done. We'll give you all the praise. We'll give you all the glory. We're not going to give up and quit. As the year goes by, we're going to exercise persistent faith. We're going to have faith and patience, and we boldly say, it will all come to pass. Now praise Him for it. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. <coughs> Glory to God. I mean, come on, do better, church. Think about everything on that sheet coming to pass this year. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I specifically speak and say, debts be gone, be paid, be canceled in Jesus' name. <laughs> Glory to God. 
Glory to God. Those dreams, those family vacations, those things we desire. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. It's all coming to pass. In Jesus' name. Now, in closing, church, you and I just picked a fight with the devil. Well, I got yours. And thank you for saying that. We just picked a war fight with the devil. That's okay. Fights of faith, we win every time. Every time. Every time. If he talks us out of the arena of faith, he wins. But if we will determine to live this year and keep him in the arena of faith, we win every single battle. Every single time. Now the more you say it, the more and faster you'll have it. If you leave here and forget about it, not much will happen. And I leave you with this. Things are going to begin rapidly to come to pass. And when you mark something off your sheet, you better tell me. Hey, God wants the testimony. And all year long, we'll encourage each other. We'll celebrate with each other as God works miracles. I hope you didn't put things on here you know you can do. I put things on here only God can do. Amen? All right, you happy? Does anybody need to give their life to Jesus before we let you go? If you died right now, you fell on the floor and your heart stopped beating, do you belong to Jesus? Are your sins forgiven? Have you been washed in the blood? I just want to make sure. Don't leave here. Don't leave here unsaved. Amen. All right, you're happy. I'm happy. I'm excited. All right, so I release you. Go have some lunch. Oh, you having uh, something? to? Yeah, uh, so your 2022 contribution report.